So this is tough. I, I come up with ideas all the time. I, I was planning on talking about my waffle fry app um, so you can know where you're in proximity to a restaurant that has waffle fries at all times. Like but you're not going to talk about No, I'm not going to talk about that. Um, instead, I'm going to talk about like a 20-year-old idea I had, and I was serious about this. I was so serious that, well, I had it made. So imagine this. Okay. You're with a girl, you know, and you're um, she's a little shady. Not really sure, you know, you might have STD or a little crazy. You don't want to be tied to her for the rest of your life. So you're wishing you had a condom, right? But you don't know where it's at. Is it in your dresser? Is it in your car? Who knows? If you had a just-in-case pillowcase, like this one right here, that has a pocket. <laughs> and this is actually the pimp version. You can actually fit as two pockets for two condoms. So you can discreetly... Without having to mess up the moment, glove up and you know not miss a moment. Did you buy that at a store? Or you you sell things? No, like, like this is. So I was like so serious about this. I think you have a customer here. No, I, no. I, why would I? I don't want to wear a condom. <laughs> that's not for me. <laughs> that's part of the problem, you know. But uh, no, I mean, I was like real serious about this a long time ago, and uh, I was like like telling people. I got like kind of paranoid, and, and I quit telling people. I'm like. Someone's going to steal my idea. And I'm like, I'm never going to have to work. You know, I was going to be like the, the pillowcase, whatever empire. And, uh, a condom pocket for your pillow. You should make the advanced version. You're going to need a lube pocket, <laughs> handcuff pocket, right, a little. little spot where you can roll up like a little, uh, wash rag. <laughs> you got to go Couldn't all in rest. on this. Right. Can you just so, shove a condom in the pillow, normal pillowcase? Now you're killing it, man. You're killing my idea. Do you but, imagine yeah. having a girl yeah, over and she lies down? I'm like, why is my pillow so crinkly? Oh, it's <laughs> yep. just my condom pocket. <laughs> <laughs> or you like put your hands under the pillow and you feel like, what is the, what is the shit I'm feeling under this pillow? So my wife is like, you're crazy this whole time. And I'm like, well, when I when I still like thought I really had something, I'm like, you know, I'm going to get a patent. So I actually went to a, a place. And I'm, I don't know, this guy like kept a straight face the whole time. And he's like... Uh, it was like $10,000. And, you know, I was thinking to myself, you know, like 12 years of $200 a month, you know, the thing's all mine. And uh, I was like, I better think about it, though. So I went home and talked to my wife. She's like, why don't you make 50 of them and sell them? Then talk to me. This is the only one I have left. I had to throw the rest away. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You can't just use them for normal pillowcases? I mean, I guess it could have went that way. I was thinking, like, when the condom expired after four years, you just threw the whole pillowcase. <laughs> I mean, you could have at least donated them to a local frat house, <laughs> right? Yeah, I wasn't very good at sales. So. <laughs> I, I, what the sales are you department sucked. Don't you hate <laughs> when you go for a condom and you don't have one? What if you just slept on top of one <laughs> for eighteen months to remind you? How long you haven't had sex? <laughs> still, right, got, right. Still, still got these pillow condoms. You can make the female version that holds like the morning after pill. Right. <laughs> I like it. Well, I'm partners. I'll help you. <laughs> there you go. That's what I need. Um, what's the design of that? It looks it's pretty brutal. Like, overwhelmingly I, that's, complicated. That's um, the design was kind of poor choice. It might have had something to do with my sales. It's like uh where'd you get it done at? In the purse. I don't really remember. Like, I uh, I actually I think I had one of my mom's friends sew it in there. Like she's like, "What's this pocket?" I'm like, "Ah, oh, you know, it's just a pocket." All my teeth for the tooth fairy. <laughs> <Right. laughs> 
There you go. There's another. Oh my audience. god, we can have a kid division. <laughs> Well, I should have got that patent. You're a marketing genius if you bring up sales on the two fairy pillow case. (laughs) (laughs) Let's say someone breaks into your house. There's a certain amount of places they're going to check for like valuables and money. They're not going to check the pillow case. So you just throw cash in there. Like a good idea. Just market it as a cash hiding pillow case. Did you ever try and pitch the idea to a sheet company? No, I could never like really get through. They like, probably would have gave you a couple thousand bucks. <laughs> oh man, the safety division—you could make them with like room for a pocket knife. Oh yeah, mace. No, it'd be hard to sleep on. That's the thing. Like you got to sleep on it too, you know. Yeah. Well, I mean, you sleep on the other side. <laughs> <laughs> what if that side gets hot and you need to? Yeah, flip I'm, it over? I'm a multiple flipper at night. Yeah. What's it called? I called it the just in case pillowcase. Just in case pillowcase. Yeah. Oh, man, I need that condom real bad. <laughs> and you brought the girl you that worried about back to your own house? Yeah, I mean. <laughs> and you're sober enough in this scenario to yeah. uh, find the condom hidden in the and hiding want, spot. And want right. to use it. Right. I don't know. I mean, I was always, when I was a single guy, I mean, I never messed around with that shit. Last thing I wanted was knock someone off. I think things like this that are silly ideas. The title sort of makes you giggle. If you have a really, really good salesman, you could probably make money with them. I bet you can get people to buy this on QVC. Yeah. Or it's like a gift that you convince parents to give to their kids as they head off to college or whatever. (laughs) Or you get it in Spencer's. (laughs) Is Spencer's still a store? I don't know. Yes. I haven't been in a mall in a really long time. You got to be 50 feet away from the kids. (laughs) Yeah. That's exactly what it no, is. They caught me touching my dick forever. outside a shoe carnival. <laughs> <laughs> I just get real excited about shoes. Yeah. So, yeah, that's it. I mean, I could go up into my attic to get this, and I was like, I couldn't believe I still had one. And as I was looking at it, I'm like, what a freaking idiot. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> thank God I didn't buy a $10,000 patent. Oh, you should have. Well, the, I had debated on some of the stupid ideas that I pitched on this. Like, do I want to try to patent it? And I haven't looked into, like, how much it costs. But I imagine that some of that cost is for, like, a patent search. And, yeah. like, I don't know how that 10000 gets distributed. And Well, yeah, it was a big company, too. I mean, it was – it probably cost 500 bucks. You know, you could probably – it's probably yeah, one form and a drawing and just knowing where to mail it. How old were you? I was probably – well, when I first thought of it, I was probably 20. And when you when did you get those done? I was like probably twenty two. Oh, that's yeah. You supposed to do that, then. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't. I just got them. Yeah, my big idea is a podcast about ideas. <laughs> that way, I don't have to actually do anything. I don't have to pay a patent attorney or anything, right? But yeah, it's not really worth. Plus, you got Steve Hansen might do something pro bono for you. Nah. Yeah, I don't know if I would bug him about that. Yeah. Like, if I corner him somewhere, me? I might ask him, like, is this a legit idea? But I wouldn't ask for, like, pro bono or anything. No, I know. Who? I'm kidding. Steve Hansen, a comic who's also a patent yeah. attorney. Uh, how is that much different than a regular attorney? What do they do? I think they just do technical stuff of, like, writing the patent in, in, a, in a way that you can't screw. Yeah. Steal it. Uh, technically defines right. exactly what it does. So they need to understand how a, the device or whatever works. 
to write it up precisely and whatever. I wonder if you're like accurately. really bad in court. You like just go into patents, you know, if you, or you hate court, you know, just dealing with freaking who likes to go to court. Jesus. Probably the same type of people who like to play football. Just like they love fucking getting crushed. Right. Yes. I don't think any of the local comics who are attorneys really like it. They all hate it, which I guess that's why you become comics is because you hate your day job. But if there's a happy lawyer out there, he's out with his Ferrari banging trophy <laughs> wives. Right. So maybe there are happy lawyers out there. or Maybe they're just all miserable. It's hard to tell. But yeah. Like there's a handful of there's like five or six. I don't know if I should name them all. Like all the local comics who are lawyers. There's a lot. I think it's like the most. They all hate it so much. Well, it's just weird of all the professions, lawyers, like one of the top, at least in local. I don't know how it is in the rest of the country, but it's just weird that I know more lawyers in comedy than any other profession probably. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I never met a rapper that was a lawyer. I know one that I'm not was a touching doctor. that. <laughs> I don't know. No, I, I literally, I know one that was a doctor. No rapper lawyers though. I did uh, Daniel Thomas's showcase comedy thing, and there was a guy named Tori Arnold. He's a rapper and a scientist. What type of scientist? He said he does something with, like, giving drugs to rats and then dissecting the rats. I didn't push any farther than that and learning what he did. Biologist, I think. Something biology, something. He gets to... He works at an animal testing facility. That's fucking cool. <laughs> so you want to? I'm a scientist. I'm a scientist. You want to go back and then I rub watch. lipstick over bunnies. Yeah. You want to go back in history and watch people die, and then you want to experiment on animals. Yeah, I don't want to experiment on animals, here. but somebody has to math or yeah. something. <laughs> they, yeah, they, I'm sure that test has been done numerous right. times. And my cousin worked uh, at an animal testing thing. Did he sleep uh, okay at night? <laughs> didn't seem to affect him at all. Well, he's a sociopath. <laughs> really? I couldn't do that. Look, Torturing animals all the people time. People live their whole life and they very routinely would smack a cow in the brain to make it die so they could feed their family. Then carve it open. Like spraying chemicals in their face is way simpler than that. Like they don't have to dress it in a field and drag it back and hope the meat don't spoil. Like, no, nah, that's. Uh, I, think, I think, well, I have a friend who's a vegan and he's all posting stuff all the time thinking about him. Like if I actually had to go out and kill a cow a couple times a month, I probably wouldn't eat much meat. You know, it's just to be too much to, I don't know. I don't know if I could do it. Yeah. Meat. I don't think I could either, but if I'm. If you okay. had to, you could. I, I do understand that you do need to test on animals and maybe some of the cosmetic things like that's always the example that the animal rights people give. But they're also testing like things so that people don't get sick and die. die right. The, the cosmetics, they can stop completely and I, it wouldn't affect my life at all. Yeah. Right? But we need to know how this heroin do. But to just right. de- <laughs> I don't know. We just demonize like all scientists and animal testing labs. I don't think it's right to treat like people trying to help humanity as villains. Well, it depends on what they're doing. Let's not make that blanket <laughs> statement. <laughs> Well, uh, there are villains who think they're trying to help the world. Yeah, I think we could pretty much stop cosmetics anyway. I mean, we're all going to get old, you know. We could roll back the clock. We'd have figured it out by now. Say exactly what you just said in a room full of women. (laughs) That's the other thing. Like, I I think you'd see a lot more research into, um, you know, going bald if 
more women lost hair, like really. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, it's like, eh, you know, might see an infomercial here and there on it. And we got one product for you on the grocery store shelf. Other than that, there's nothing. So for the sake of all males, you should somehow poison women so they go bald. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you see, yeah, you see a lot more research done into it. That'd be a great movie if somebody sabotaged <laughs> women's hair so that they could spur the cure for baldness. Right. Yeah, they're going to definitely cure breast cancer before prostate cancer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like I had a weird, evil idea like that, which was um, – this isn't my idea for the podcast. It's a small, silly idea. But uh, there's uh, a thing called toxoplasma that Joe Rogan talks about. It's a parasite mm-hmm. that can slow down your reaction time. And so my idea would be to release a bunch of toxoplasma infected cats in like Green Bay, Wisconsin, in the wealthy neighborhood where all the football players live, mm-hmm. and then bet against that team in sports betting. So it's like <laughs> uh, almost like wow. they say it makes you less averse to risk. So it will probably just make football players more dangerous. Yeah. You'd have to think it through more. I mean, I would plan it out more if I actually plan on doing it. So you're well aware of toxoplasma. Mm, yeah. But well, I also heard it from Rogan. Um, but yeah, you couldn't do that in like LA because there's rich people all over the place. But in like Green Bay, Wisconsin, there's probably only one neighborhood that's good enough for concentrated for, the, for the, all the football players. Yeah. You probably, they probably just, they give probably them all live this in the same the, neighborhood. This is the football house. <laughs> You this is the one here. neighborhood where people make more than forty grand a year in Wisconsin, so that's where they all live. Maybe that number's too low, but why are they not in Milwaukee? Who knows? I don't know. Everyone looked at me. I don't know. I got a football hat on, I guess. Oh, oh. yeah. I was about to say, no, you don't. Really. That's the Bengals. I forgot that's a yeah. thing. Yeah, I, yeah. This is a sneaky hat. Everyone thinks it's the Tigers. <laughs> 